I didn't put my house on the line, you know, I didn't put all my assets on the line to start this business. I like, I did it organically and kind of let the business feed itself. That was Adam Elpaya of Pizza Paya, and it's your boy, Idriff, and you're listening to the What's Good Dough podcast. Whether it's pizza, business, or life, my guests and I are always talking about ways we can level up. I'm super stoked to share this episode with you all because it is just a straight-to-the-point play-by-play of how someone started a pizza business from giving away pizza in the pandemic to eventually making it to a brick and mortar. Adam talks about how he found his calling for pizza. And like I said, he just started to give it away. And that's when he found his business partner who was like, yo, I need you. You need me. Let's do something together. This led to just this amazing business called Pizza Pie, where they're cranking out tons and tons and tons of pan pizzas all day, every day. For your convenience, there is an auto-generated show transcript. It's going to be on my website, and I've linked it in the show's description, so go ahead and check that out. This is an amazing episode, so sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And remember to always ask, what's good, Doe? What's up, everybody? I have with me today a very special guest, uh, a buddy of mine, actually, who I've had the pleasure of meeting in person and just eating pizza with. Uh, But even before that, we were chatting, talking pizza, talking business, and he's the owner and operator of Pizza Paya. Welcome to the show, Adam. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me. Appreciate the, uh, the invite. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. I, uh, I'm stoked to have you on. Um, right before we hit the record button, we were just talking about how we had uh, a good time eating pizza in Boston together. Uh, and really, uh, I'm excited to, to finally talk business with you. Cause it was all like, it was all chill stuff, you know, when we chatted last time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ba- ba- babies and houses, right? <laughs> babies and houses and, uh, and why wi- and marriages and travel, all that right, stuff. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. All that good uh, stuff. Yeah. Um, there is one way that I like to start the show. There's no right or wrong answer. What's good though? <laughs> Love it. What's good though? Well, life is good, man. Life is good. Uh, but more literally, good dough, good dough to me is it's everything, you know? Without good dough, I wouldn't have a business today. You know, it's the foundation for everything. Um, if you have a good dough, something that's light, crispy, airy, has good flavor, it opens up so many doors to play with uh, the pizza how you want, you know? It lets you get a lot more creative with it because people know, people come back for the, the crust and the dough. And then you can kind of mess around and uh, do some crazy stuff with the toppings. So that, that's that's what good dough is to me. Mm, yeah, once it's solid and locked down, go crazy with the toppings. But if you have the crappy foundation, as you called it, which I agree 100%, people will know and, and they may not come back. No right. matter what p- toppings you put on there. Absolutely. Where did you get uh, these, uh, where'd you get your dough fundamentals from? Where'd you learn how to make pizza and all that? You know, I just I just kept buying books, man. I bought like the Pizzeria Badia book, uh, the Pizza Bible, Peter Reinhardt, a bunch of bread baking books. Um, I got I was pretty happy with it, just with doing the books. And then when the pandemic happened, I took a couple classes online. Uh, Slow Rise Pizza, No Broner, uh, 
it's guys a wizard with dough and like really like leveled up my game um understanding fermentation and why things happen the way they did so uh i'd say that, that i'd attribute his classes to like really taking it up taking it up a notch mm. you know i've been working with high hydration dough lately and i started actually looking at his stuff to see if i should take the class myself Knowles. um what level did you end up taking i just had a curiosity I've taken them all. All of them. <laughs> I'm, taking, I'm taking like six of his classes. Oh, just because like wow. you, you pick up little things, you know, like yeah, I'm sure. And he, he has guests on there all the time now. Like uh, Lee Hunsinger was on there. That was a cool one. Um, yeah. He did one with like the modernist pizza guy uh, a couple weeks ago. I, I couldn't make that one, but the, it looked it looked pretty cool. So it's it's been very much worth it then for you. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's worth the investment and then some big time. That's dope. That's dope. I love the backing. And uh, yeah, no, I see all the guests he's bringing on and just his knowledge specifically. It definitely looks interesting to me and I may want to check it out in the future. I, there's, uh, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm working with this 80% dough and I'm thinking to myself like, what's missing here? I feel like there's something <laughs> missing and I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm almost certain he's going to go over that. Oh, that, that's, that's the best part, man. You get to ask him questions, you know, real specific and he'll get into it. He's, he's a dough nerd. So he loves, he loves talking about that stuff. <laughs> Very cool. Um, and so you got your pizza training from there and the business training. Cause this isn't your first business, right? Yeah. This is my, uh, third restaurant. Actually. Um, I started a Chicago style hot dog joint with a couple of my friends, uh, after I graduated college. Um, we ended up having two locations, ran that for about 12, 13 years. I actually <laughs> just sold it to one of my partners. So oh, cool. I, you know, and that was kind of self-taught too. Like we were, we were young. It was 2008, big time recession. We didn't want to go get jobs. So we're like, all right, let's, let's go open a restaurant. <laughs> we can do this. <laughs> we, were, we were too stupid to know otherwise, you know, we, uh, we lived upstairs and, you know, we worked all the hours and we were eating tons of hot dogs to just to survive. But we, we figured it out, man. We figured it out. So it was, it was a blessing being ignorant <laughs> in those times. Yeah. 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 What, what lessons I'm sure, what were maybe some of the most important lessons that like you carried from that spot so that you didn't have to make it over in, uh, pizza pie? Uh, tons of them, man. Tons of them. Um, trying not to do too much especially in the beginning. Cause like with that one, I had two partners. So I, we kind of carried each other a little bit, but this was just me. So I'm like, all right, I'm not going to do seven days a week. Like that's, you know, I won't be able to breathe, you know, and I'm, I'm not going to invest all this money before I know things are going to get going. So we just kind of did it. I just did it uh, bit by bit, brick by brick, and just making sure there was a viable market for it before I kind of went all in with it. Um, yeah, that that was that was the biggest one. When you say checking if there's a viable market for it, like what did you do specifically to do that? So what I did was uh I just started posting online, really, my pizzas. Like at first I was giving it to my wife and uh you know, her family and friends and whatever and just like, "Okay, is this any good?" you know? And when they said it was good, I'm like, "All right, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's pretty good, but you know, your friends and family are going to be a lot nicer to you than the general public. For so, sure. so, uh, they, they would start posting on Instagram, like on their stories and then like their friends like, Oh, where'd you get that pizza? So I'm like, all right, yeah, I'll make them one. Like, sure. Why not? And then it just kind of like snowballed from there. Like everybody just kept posting it. Like they'd pick, they pick up the pizza at my house. 
I'd give it to them for free. They'd try it, like, oh my God, this is so fire. Post it on Instagram. And then like before I know it, like 20 people are in my DMs like, hey, how can I buy one of these pizzas? I'm like, oh, I'm not selling them yet, but like I'll make you one. Like, so I just kind of got a schedule and like Lauren, my wife, would help me out. She'd she'd run the pizzas, you know, down down the street to people and <laughs> meet them in like in a in a parking lot. Uh it was it was it wasn't sketchy at all. <laughs> oh, bless you, Lauren. You're amazing. Uh, yeah, <laughs> she is. What a supporter. <laughs> right. No, she's she's the MVP for sure. Yeah. Um so yeah, we just kind of tested it out that way and people really loved it. And after they had it, they're like, Hey, I want another one. Like, can you put me back on the list? Like, can I, can I buy one? And I'm like, no, like, I don't want to sell them out of my house. Like, that's not right. Like we're going to do this right. Um, so the, the list grew to like a thousand people. So I was like, all right, oh, that's, that's so good enough to start that. a business, right? <laughs> like that's, that's good enough to start a business. Like, let, let's go, let's take the training wheels off here. So then we kind of like uh, got a little more aggressive looking for a spot, um, which, you know, also was not traditional. Like the spot I'm in now was the spot I was popping up out of. It was a virtual reality arcade called Mass VR. And the lady who owned it was one of the taste testers. She's like, this is really good. Like I've been looking to upgrade my food. Like we're closed for COVID. Like you could have free reign of the place. Like come check it out, you know? And that's what we did. And we just, you know, we we use their little easy bake ovens for, for, for about a day and they're like, all right, this is not gonna work. So then we like went on eBay, bought bought some used break Baker's Pride electric ovens that didn't need hoods. Uh we could put out, I don't know, like 40 pizzas an hour with that. And then like we just kept getting bigger and bigger, like, all right, now it's time to get the mixer. Now it's time to get the the pizza master. Like we were hand mixing like hundreds of pounds of dough every week. I'm like, all right. I don't need a gym membership anymore. Like I'm just, <laughs> my forearms are like mixing here. So. I mean, kind of like what you said, you know, you, you built it brick by brick, right? Yeah. One little step at a time upgrading as needed. I feel like sometimes uh, I myself have been like, well, I don't have all the things that I need that are like the top things, right? I don't have a mixer, so I can't make dough. I can't, I can't sell pizza, whatever the case may be, but you just did it and then overcome the challenges as needed. Yeah, definitely, definitely. You, you can mix a lot of dough by hand. That's what I learned, you know, when you got that high hydration, like you mix it, give it some time. It's it's good. It's golden, man. It's nice. I wouldn't go yeah. back to that. <laughs> I like my spiral <laughs> mixer, but, you know, it's a great way to start. Yeah. Before we like, well, go into the whole, you know, working at a VR spot, which is definitely a topic I really want to dive in on. It's like, I just want to, rewind a little bit with a thousand people wait list. Like I've heard, you know, multiple stories before about that, fortunately. Um, but every story is a little bit different, um, where people just have wait lists. I could think of, uh, Jerry's pizza PDX, uh, wizard of Zaw in Columbus, Ohio. Um, and maybe even Ben Berman out of PHL, just, you know, off the top of my head, uh, for, of guests that I interviewed, but like, how did, I mean, a thousand people is a lot of people waiting for pizza. What what did you do with that? Like specifically, how did it get so big? Is it just the demand? What more can you tell me about it? You know, it was just uh, like grassroots. It was like organic, you know, because people would get the pizza and like because it was so hard to get, like they post it on social media and then like all their friends were like, hey, where'd you get that? Like, how can I get that? 
and like, oh, send the guy a message. Like, he'll get you on the wait list. So like, I just had this spread li- spreadsheet with like, you know, all these people's like Instagram handles and Facebook names. And uh, yeah, we just kind of schedule it out like that week by week. Um, we had like a sign up. I forget what we were using. Um, there's some website where like people could pick time slots, you know, because I was doing it in my ho- home oven. So it's like I could do, you know, four pizzas an hour. Like it wasn't like we're, we're putting out like a hundred of them. So uh, people would take their time slots and we'd go meet them. And yeah, I mean, it was just, it was just really organic. It wasn't anything like we weren't putting any ads out. We weren't telling anybody anything. It was just, you know, get a social media presence, get the pizza out there and like, let, let the people kind of do the talking for you. So. Mm, I love that. Yeah. That's it, it caught fire. You know, I'm, people's word of mouth that you can't, you still can't like, I don't know. What's the word? Undermine it, right? It's it still can make or break you. Oh, it's 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 free. <laughs> it's it's, free. it's the cheapest yeah. form of marketing. It's the best yeah. form of marketing because people are going to listen to their friends more than like you know an ad or just like you know if they see some random new place. Like if they got friends and family saying like, "Hey, this is really good. Like you're going to want to try this." Yeah, that's like the best endorsement you can get. So. Just for the record, because like not everyone who's listening like uh, follows you or knows about you, right? They're listening, they're hearing about you for the first time. You're you're making um, hand pies, uh, yeah. Detroit's. Uh, you know, I call them. They've got some Detroit inspiration, some Sicilian inspiration, sure. um, focaccia inspiration. I don't know. It's, it's hard okay. to put it in a box, but yeah, pan pizzas. Definitely pan pizzas. And would you say that like in your, in your area, was there anyone else doing anything similar or is it just like, Oh crap, where can you get this kind of pizza? This is new to us. Well, yeah, that's, that's kind of an interesting point too. Cause like I actually started off doing round New York pies. Um, <laughs> and the Sicilians were just kind of like an afterthought. So I was doing both, um, posting both and letting people pick what they wanted. Um, and nowhere in the area, I mean, that was part of the market research too, right? I went to every single pizza place in town, ate their pizza, you know, asked them what their best pizza was, tried it. And after I was just, I mean, not to talk bad about anybody else, but I was just underwhelmed. I was like, okay, this is not anything special. You know what I mean? So yeah. um, I'm like, what, what, could I, what can I bring to the table that is different? So that's, that's kind of how the hype built too. So like if everybody was doing pan pizzas here, like maybe that strategy is not going to work. You know, you want something that people can't get, haven't seen before. So that was, uh, that was part of the thought process too. No, it's, I mean, that's smart. And as long as you like the pizza that you're making, right. It's not like you were totally in love with, you know, New York pies and only make pan pies because that's what sells, but it, it helps to enjoy what you make, but also sell what people want. Definitely, definitely, definitely. And it, and it helps if, if you got both going on at the same time, right? <laughs> yeah, right. For real. Uh, so you are making this crazy pie and you meet your future landlord. Uh, how, did, how did she find you? Uh, same way, just like Word on mouth. social media. Social media, yeah. She's just like, hey, like, I want to try this pizza too. I'm like, all right, cool. Like next Wednesday, here's the link. Pick a spot. Uh this is funny too but turns out she's like my wife's second cousin and she didn't even know she had no idea so like my wife goes to drop off the pizza to her and it's like she's like kim and she's like lauren like i didn't know that you were the one making these pizzas she's like no no it's my husband 
And then, yeah, she, you know, she liked the pizza. She messaged me. She's like, hey, come check it out. And uh, yeah, that's how that started. Dang. How perfect almost. Yeah, it's a lot, a lot of fate going on. <laughs> Shoot. Well, that's good. I mean, it, it's it's working. How do you like working out of uh, a VR spot? And, and maybe you can explain for the listeners what a VR spot is, because I don't have one of those in my local area. But I had to look it up. I mean, think like um, like a Chuck E. Cheese or like um, I don't know, some arcade, some some place to go for kids to have fun. And they've got you know rides and uh, VR headsets and like uh, a thing in the back where like you put on these glasses and a backpack and you're like inside of a Halo game. Like it's it's cool stuff. So like people have their birthday parties there, things like that. Um, definitely not set up to be a restaurant <laughs> like not not even close like yeah it was cafeteria style you know they yeah. had these little countertop ovens so we've kind of changed that uh a lot since we've been there we've we've put a lot of a lot of work into it so uh, now is uh is the owner of the spot helping you with these adjustments or is it mainly you how's that set up so in the beginning yeah she she was pretty eager to kind of upgrade her food program. So she was, she was pretty generous in partnering up. Um, and she kind of took care of anything that was like a change to the building. She took care of it. And like anything equipment wise was my responsibility. So we kind of looked at it as like a, a partnership in that sense where like, Hey, like, you know, you help me get going and I'm going to help you kind of bring some people in here and, you know, get the food elevated, give people another reason to come in here. So yeah. it's been working pretty well so far. Cool. Now bringing, in terms of like bringing people in, are you like, do you find that people are just going to get pizza from you and then going to VR or is like, they don't have to like play VR to get pizza from you, right? No, not at all. It's like kind of, we're in the front there. People come in, pull up, park, get their pizza, go a lot of the time. Um, a lot of times, like, it's just like an exposure type of thing. They'll come in like, oh, I didn't even know this VR place was here. And then like, they'll have like a birthday party there. And then, uh, kind of vice versa too like they'll have a birthday party and people like oh i didn't know pizza pie was here and like they'll try the pizza and then they'll kind of uh become customers so okay and are you catering for the birthdays too or is it just uh at first we weren't at first they were using they were doing like frozen pizzas like just because it was cheap and whatever and then uh eventually we just kind of did a complete kitchen takeover you know i give her a good deal on the pizzas and uh yeah, everybody's happy, you know. That works. Okay. So you said you upgraded your oven, and I want to talk to you about this because, like, when I see your videos, you're just loading them up. <laughs> like, literally, uh, if you're listening to this, just imagine, like, 16 pan pies <laughs> loading in at once, and then another 16, it looks like, loading in on the second row, and that's one deck. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like you have two decks and doing the same thing. Tell me a little bit more about that. So that was kind of born out of the way our business model was. Um, we would sell out, you know. We would we would, were only open two days a week, so, like, we kind of kept that demand high and we didn't have the supply to meet it at first at first yeah so okay. e even when we got the pizza master it was like oh shit like we still don't have <laughs> enough room like we should have okay. got a bigger one but uh so we, we we do our pizzas in 15 minute intervals we still do that so people order a pizza for 7 15 pickup so obviously 5 30 on a friday you got you know 
so many people that want pizza at that time. So we load them all up at the same time, put the timer on and take them all out. So it's, it's kind of like a, a beautiful pizza dance uh, every 15 minutes there. Dang. What systems do you have around that uh, that kind of make it work? You know, uh, <laughs> just doing intervals, really. Like instead of – there's a lot of reasons we do that. Like because if we did just on-the-fly pizzas, uh, I feel like opening the oven and closing it a lot, you lose a lot of heat. Then you get, you know, different times on different pizzas and different sure. cooks and different results. So – Doing it this way, we find it's super consistent uh, because you, you're opening the oven once, you get them in, and you shut it. And then it's like, okay, you know it's going to be a little bit hotter in the front, so you know you keep those pepperoni and sausage ones there. and uh, mm. We just know the oven better, and it's easier to predict how it works. So that it's I, – I don't know if I have a system for it, but that's just kind of how, how it works for us. Do you offer uh, customizations? I just started doing that. I just started oh, doing that. Okay. We opened we open Pandora's box. You know, it used to be like, <laughs> hey, we got we got five pizzas. You know, take them or leave them. But now, right. you know, as we got more uh, in mass, you know, like people, we had our like our following. We had our like cult following, and like they they'd come get the pizza no matter what. And now it's like we're kind of expanding and people expect build your own like they, they, i want to i want this on my pizza i want that on my pizza so that's been a challenge kind of managing you know because a lot of thought goes into like all right, how much sauce how much cheese how many ounces yeah. of you know this how many ounces of that um if you've got four toppings on it like where do you put them and how much of each so it's it's been a learning curve over the past uh, month or so while we're doing that build your own to you know make sure they're on point I'm sure. And, and not only that, but like, I guess my question, uh, my reason for asking that was because like, if you have four different pies only, it's like, it doesn't matter whose pie is whose, right? When they're done yeah. baking, you just box them up and make sure you tag them up. But if right. like you have a special number one, it's no bell peppers and you got to make sure that you keep a special eye on that one. Right. You don't want right. to get the wrong pizza to the wrong person. So yeah, what, what we do is we write on the boxes. Uh, every single box we write, you know, name, time, and what kind of pizza it is. And then we just kind of line up the boxes while, after we load the pizzas so that like they're ready to go, you know, and that's kind of our uh, system around that to kind of make sure everybody gets the right pie. Cool. Welcome to the What's Good Dough podcast and get ready to level up. But before we continue with the show, I want to introduce you to my two show sponsors, Uni Pizza Ovens and Cordo Olive Oil. Let's start with Uni. They are the number one pizza oven company in the world with the best community there is. Because of their ovens, I have made some of the most amazing pizzas. From round pies to squares, I'm able to get to temperatures of up to 900 degrees, allowing me to cook the pizzas of my dreams. If you're looking to grow your pizza business, buying an Uni makes sense. My past guest Ryan of Sanctuary Pizza has a mobile catering company powered by Uni. These powerful ovens are efficient, lightweight, and can be used almost anywhere. Whether you take pizza seriously like me or want to run a pizza operation like Ryan, Uni is the choice for you. Use the link in the show notes and join the Uni community. My second show sponsor is Cordo Olive Oil. At first, I didn't believe that olive oil mattered. It wasn't until I got educated and learned about the difference between commodity oil 
and Cordo's fresh squeezed olive oil that I ditched the supermarket stuff. Today, I only use Cordo olive oil when it comes to making my dough and even doing a post-baked drizzle. Mm. I have even made some amazing pesto with it. Oh my goodness. Cordo's high quality olive oil does really elevate anything it touches. My buddy Chris, who runs a slice of New Jersey, just switched over to Cordo. Not only is he getting quality, but he ended up saving money by switching over too. If you're still unsure of the difference, pizza operators can sign up for a free olive oil tasting. Use the link in the show notes to learn more. Thank you for taking the time to listen to my show sponsors and supporting this show. Uh, have there been any downsides uh, to working at a VR spot other than like the build out wasn't or like the kitchen wasn't really meant for a pizzeria at first? I'd say that's kind of like the toughest part is, uh, you know, there's no walk-in cooler. I mean, I, I bought some like old rolling uh, fridges from uh, school. So like I can put those speed racks in there with the dough and everything. But really not having enough cooler space has been kind of tough. Um, and kind of running two businesses at the same time and ca- trying to navigate that. Um, we don't do any of the beverages. They do the beverages. So kind of just figuring things out, how to mesh well and make sure that the customer experience is always number one. That's That's right. been one of the challenges. But, you know, we learn. We learn every week. We get better every week. Yeah. So when you say you don't do the beverages, I imagine the issue is like when they order their pizza and they want to get a drink, you got to like point them over there. Right. It's like, oh, hey, like he's got the drinks for you right there, you know, and it's just it's it's a little clunky, but, you know, you you, you do what you got to do. Yeah. Now, how I mean, like, would you say that because you're like, what's your rent like? I, I'm curious if, if are you getting a, a pretty good deal on this place? So, or yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, in the beginning, uh, the rent was pretty much, it was a percentage of sales. It was uh, okay. 3% of sales, all in, utilities, Is that good? everything. Uh, yeah, I think that's pretty good. I mean, I I like to keep it like 5% and under if you want to be pretty profitable. I mean, rule of thumb says don't go over 10%. Um, it just kind of depends. But um, yeah, no, it's pretty good. I'm pretty happy with it. Is that the same today? Uh, was we that when you started? She wants more money now. <laughs> so we're paying her a little more money. We're paying her a flat rate. We, we okay. figured out a flat rate and it's like, all right, th- I'm going to give you this every month, you know, no matter what we sell. So uh, I think she's happier with it, you know, and it's fine for me too. Cause it's, it's more consistent. It's like, okay, this is the, this is the number and get a little more aggressive uh, with sales uh, opening up a few more days now. <clears throat> so with very little space and no refrigeration, or you said you had you, you had to get refrigeration, right? Yeah. Um, I bought are you, what, six of them. <laughs> six of them. Oh, yeah. But still, still pretty limited yeah. in, in like the grand scheme of things, right? Yeah. What do you, uh, are you refrigerating your dough then? What's your dough process like? Yeah, we do a two to three day cold ferment. Uh, usually we mix a bunch on Monday. Uh, we bulk ferment it and then we uh, cut it and pan it um, the day of service. Um, it's a little different. I, I, I don't know if anybody else is doing this, and I, I, maybe I'm <laughs> embarrassed to admit it, but no. I, we don't we don't ball our dough. You know, we we get the big, you know, giant blob. We cut yeah. it out into this kind of like shape of the pan ish, and yeah. we just press it out and like give it. You know, we we do that like three times, and we just give it a, a nice long rise, and yeah, it's it turns out great. Like you know, it saves time and. Uh, 
we I really like the results. So I I've heard people, you're not the only one who uh, who I've heard that from. Um, because if you ball it out, like you're gonna get like rounded corners, right? Uh, and and so I've heard people just cutting it up and and letting it proof. Um, are you what size? What size is uh, your dough weight? And what size of the pan? Uh, we do ten by eights, the Lloyds, uh, and uh-huh. we do about nine nine point two ounces. Um, 9.2 we ounces. St- we started a little higher than that, but I just found it to be well. Initially, the the oven we had was the opening was about that big, and the pan itself barely fit in there in one of those baker's prides. So we had to kind of bring the dough down, otherwise the cheese and sausage and everything was like hitting the top top deck. Oh, I see. Um, and then we just so kinda, thinner. Yeah, we you know no, we give it a long rise. So like they they end oh, up okay. being they end up being a really pretty thick. thick now, but um, yeah, nine point two. So it's still pretty light and airy, um, but it's yeah substantial. It must be really airy then, because it's uh, for anyone listening who likes grams, two hundred and sixty grams for a ten by eight. Um, yeah, that's. I mean, usually my twelve inch pies are around two hundred fifty ish. So, yeah, that makes sense. Um, and instant dry yeast, sourdough. What are you using? Uh, instant dry yeast. Uh, I've okay. I've done sourdough in the past. I just um, there's just so many more steps to that where. You know, yeah. running a restaurant, I'm like, you know, I don't want to worry about the dough. I want the dough to be, you know, 100% every time. Um, and I know there's a lot of people doing it, like, you know, Audrey Jane and just a ton of people doing sourdough. So it can be done, but I just chose to, you know, stick with the thing that worked for me that was consistent. When it comes, what are like some of the most popular toppings that you guys have? Our, our most popular our combinations pizza is the honey badger. It's like we use Ezzo pepperoni. Uh, Greco grinds up the sausage with like extra black pepper and fennel for us. Uh, Mike's hot honey, which is, you know, nobody was using that down here. And now it's like everywhere. Really? Uh, then we finish off a little fresh basil. That's that's our most popular pizza for sure. Um, yeah. And our mushrooms, man. I love our mushrooms. We, we don't we don't put them on raw. We like we roast them down first with like a little uh, olive oil and salt. And they're just so savory, so much umami. Like I, I just love putting those on anything. Damn, sounds good. I just had mushrooms the other day on a pizza, and yeah, uh, now I'm kind of craving it again. <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. <laughs> what about flour and cheese, tomatoes? What are you all using? Uh, Sir Galahad, King Arthur. Uh, we use the. Uh, why am I drawing a blank? Grande cheese, mm, and uh, good stuff. what's the. <laughs> The tomatoes. Everybody uses Stanislaus. Stanislaus. Yeah, Stanislaus. Do you know the hydration of your dough for the Sir Galahad? Yeah, we go. We do seventy five percent, seventy five percent water, and then uh, about three percent oil. So wow. Yeah. That. So the way I'm hearing it is that you have a very light and airy pie. Yeah. Yeah. What do you What are you doing to are you, you are you par baking those? We do, yeah, we do par bake. Um, okay, I find that operationally, it just it makes so much more sense because you can pre build and kind of get ahead. And yeah. the end product, I just I've always liked it better with um, with the par bake. You get a nice nice crispness to it, a nice airiness. It holds the structure right. better. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Now, because I'm I'm like going back to your dough, and I'm just thinking it. You are using, 
I don't know. It almost seems like the bare minimum for dough. I mean, I don't really work with eight by 10 pens, but do you feel that like it's really just a lot of waiting time for it to like take its shape? And then it's like a lot of patience, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of time. It's a lot, a lot of time, and a lot of labor. It's not, it's not everybody's favorite job. <laughs> we, yeah. we, we get there early in the morning and cut it all up, push it out once, let it chill for a little bit, push it out again, let it chill for a little bit, push it out one more time, let it chill for a while and par bake it. It's a long process. It's a really long process, but the end result is, is worth it. You know, I couldn't really imagine doing it another way. Mm, yeah. Cause then you're, you're basically waiting for that smaller dough ball just to get to the edge. And I imagine that's, what's taking a while, right? To, yeah. To stretch it without stretching it too far. Right. And we use, uh, olive oil too. Um, I, and when I did a Crisco, it was like, all right, you push it once and it sticks and it's good. Yeah. But I just, uh, I like the flavor of olive oil, man. It's just, it just tastes so much better to me, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. I use Crisco too because of the sticking, but yeah. you're, you're right. I don't like the taste as much and I, I'm not sure if I want to give that up though, because of the convenience of the sticking. It, it, it saves you so much time. <laughs> it saves yeah. you like hours, you know? Yeah. And oil is so inviting for you to, for the dough to just let it shrink back and do yeah. its thing. Yeah. It's quite annoying. We, I actually, we did pick up a trick, uh, at the pizza expo, uh, from oh, Tony, what? from Tony G. Uh, he's like, yeah, like one of my cooks was doing this one morning instead of pushing it on the pan, he pushed it on the table first with no yeah. oil, you know? And then it kind of stuck and then it kind of gets that memory. Like, okay, this is how big I'm supposed to be. And then you <laughs> move it to the pan. So then we, we, we eliminated the third push. Now we're just down to two pushes. So, you know evolving as we go smart okay i actually have done that like once or twice before but i i think maybe it was just a bad th time for me because i think it may have like over fermented my dough or it didn't stretch back as as far as i wanted to mm -hmm. and so maybe that was where i i failed a bit but i've definitely heard of people stretching it outside and then transferring it on yeah it saves time yeah. for sure I mean, I guess what's next for for you? Do you think you're going to be staying there for a minute? You know, we are uh, we're actively looking for a bigger space, um, somewhere you know more centrally located. But we're going to keep selling pies out of there, no matter what happens. Um, we're going to set up, set her up, kind of. I don't know. This is like a side arm business. I really haven't told anybody about this, but <laughs> we're, we're thinking about freezing some pies and like uh. kind of testing the market with with her because like i send frozen pies to my mom every she lives in chicago i live in bloomington it's two hours away and she won't let me come home without frozen pizza for her and like she like eats that religiously like she loves it so they reheat really well so that i think we're going to try to start like a little side business once we get our, our next location and uh give frozen pizzas the mass vr and kind of see how that goes and see how that takes off maybe start getting them in bars things like that and uh, see if that could be a, another thing to. Do you need um, the the business owner's permission um, to to kind of do that, like outside of business hours, or would this oh, be? No, like I, I I could do it now, but like that's uh, as a natural testing ground. She wants me to do that to like kind of give her so that she can continue to sell pizza pie because that's like a that's a draw for her business. So we're going to wait until we get the second spot with more room with, you know, mm -hmm. a big walk in, maybe get a blast chiller, things like that. Um, gotcha. 
But yeah, I mean, really, we're, we're yeah. looking for a bigger location, a better location, one that's more set up for a restaurant, and then that's like a like a side tangent, a side business that we're we're yeah. also thinking about doing. Well, I mean, it's a it's a good one, right? I feel like if if the if there's a demand, do it. But then no. also, uh, pizza is one of those things that you know I think a lot of people just like didn't like when it came to freezing. Um, or they didn't like frozen pizza be- just because of what was out there. Right. But today, the game's kind of changed a bit. No, definitely. Yeah. I mean, right. I, I'm listening to your podcast. Like, I, the guy in Toronto, I was like, oh, man, that's a genius. Like, he's he's freezing the pies and, like, he's doing more business than the frozen pies and he's doing it at his restaurant, you know? So I thought that was a pretty cool. That was a pretty yeah, pretty good idea. What What is your... um? recommend a bake time for a frozen pizza uh i tell i tell people 400 degrees 10 mm. to 15 minutes because every oven's different you know every home oven yeah. is very different so that that's the kind of tough part because they got to put their chef hand on a little bit to kind of know when it's done are you cooking them all the way or are you par baking them for the most part uh for the frozen pies we're, we're cooking them all the way yeah okay yeah got it interesting but that's yeah, that's, I mean, that, like, that's not even something we're selling that's just like you know we give we give to people like my out of friend uh my out of town friends and things like that yeah i mean i just i i do it too right where it's like i'll have pizzas to give away i've i've given them away for like charity pop-ups for nice. people who donated extra yeah, yeah that's and awesome. like i yeah, thank you and i just i play around with the um the temperatures but like i feel like i just it's going back to what you say about like the whole, you know, you got to get your chef hat on and, and kind of figure it out. Yeah. I just wanted to see if you had something that was kind of locked. No, I wish, I wish there was some magic, uh, <laughs> magic right. formula. A lot of people say like air fryers, air fryers, they get the best results in, you know, and pizzazzes. Yeah. What's pizzazzes? There, you ever seen those things, those pizza ovens Uh-oh. that like, it's like an open Uh-oh. oven and it like rotates. No, no you've never is, seen that. Come on, you're I the pizza Google guy, right man. Now. You gotta you gotta know that. <laughs> I man. know, I'm sleeping. How do you spell how do you spell that? Uh I think it's like pizza with like a Z at the end. Pizzazz. Pizzazzes. Okay. Pizza. Oh, wow. Interesting. That's like a big huh. yeah. Presto pizzazz pizza. I mean, so it looks like a, it rotates and then there's a heat source either from the bottom and the top or just the top. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't. I don't have one personally, but like a lot of customers, like they'll they'll post a video of that on Instagram. Like this is the best way to like reheat the pizza, it stays crispy. <laughs> like I'm like, oh, okay, nice. I like it. Um, I am. Uh, I'm a huge fan of the air fryer. I feel like I've been advocating for the air fryer um, for a while now, and I think it's starting to become more and more mainstream. There was even a a time where I wanted to start like a frozen pizza company that's was specifically catered to air fryer users. There you go. There you go. Yeah. I, I've been an irrational hater of uh, air fryers. I, I don't have one. I'm just like, I'm like, it's, it's a convection oven. It's just a smaller convection oven. Like, why do I need an air fryer? You know, but people, they get good results with it. They like it. So it is, it is a smaller convection oven, but when you think about it, it's also like, um, it's like cooking on an uni versus, you know, cooking on like a, a big old uh, wood-fired oven, right? Sure, it's sure. like what takes longer to preheat and what's going to get your food out faster. Okay. All right. I never thought of it yeah. that way, but okay. That, that makes sense. 
There you okay, go. Maybe, I'm converted maybe now. You, My irrational hate is gone. Time, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm with it. I'm with it. Um, you know, we've kind of sped through a lot of the questions that I had, um, but you know, there was one thing when doing my research on you that I just found interesting. Hey, hey, Pizza Pal. I just want to say thank you for listening to the show so far and thank you for making it all the way here. Before we get on to the end of the show, I want to remind you all to please leave a rating on the podcast. You could do it right now. Uh, just go ahead and click five stars if you're listening on Spotify or Apple. It will greatly help the show. I appreciate you so much. And if you're looking to buy an uni or a second uni, the affiliate link helps the show so, so much. So please use that anytime you're considering a new oven. All right. Enjoy the rest of the show. Um, and, and maybe you can either confirm or deny this, but like, were you a poker player back in the day? <laughs> yeah. 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 I was a online poker player. I used to go to Vegas every summer, play, play in the world series, things like that. Uh, that was like my, uh, college, uh, college job, <laughs> if you will. My brother's still doing it. My brother's still playing professional poker all these years later. I've never... I don't know that I've met somebody that was a professional poker player. It's 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 a hard way to make an easy living, man. Let me tell you. <laughs> it was hard fun. way to make an easy living. It was fun. It was fun. But man, there's not many jobs where you uh, can come home with your pockets like way lighter than when you went to work. So, Yeah. Yeah. Any, um, why'd you give up? Why'd you give it up? You know, I, I just kind of naturally, it's it's kind of a lonely job, you know, like, especially doing online, like you're just kind of sitting there for 12 hours a day, just playing tournaments, doing that. And it's, even if you go to Vegas, like you're sitting with people, but you know, it's a lot of sitting sedentary, sedentary lifestyle. Um, just kind of outgrew it a little bit. You know, I still would dabble here and there, but you know, it was time to, to do something else. That's mm. the short answer. <laughs> yeah. Is there a, a lesson from poker uh, that you implement in pizza? Yeah. I mean, in, in business in general, just in life in general, it's like poker is a lot of decision making um, with incomplete information. So mm. it's like you try to get as much information as you can. You try to use what you know and use your instincts, what you know in the past, kind of like guesstimate the probabilities. And you just got to make the best decision you can and live with that. You know, some people, they think it's like it's win or lose. Um, that's how you decide if you're doing well. No, it's are you making the right decisions? Are you doing the right things? Because if you keep doing the right things and keep making the right decisions, everything else is going to take care of itself. You know, you can't be super results orientated um, all the time. Can you I I. I feel like I know what you're talking about just because I've listened to a podcast um, on Annie Duke who talks about this, but can you give like a more um, concrete example uh, when even, in, even if it's a poker example? Um, sure. Uh, j just for that. Yeah, please. I mean, I, for as far as poker goes, like it's like two sevens, the worst hand, right? And pocket aces is like the best hand. So let's say you're going into a hand, you got two seven and you go all in and you win. So are you going to be like, yeah, I won. Like, I'm going to do that again. That was a good decision. 
Or you're like, oh shit, like I got lucky. That was not good. Like, let me learn from that. Like, I should not do that again because 99% of the time I'm going to lose. So right. you, you want to get your money in when you have aces, not when you have two seven. Um, I don't know if that helped explain it at all or not. Maybe just to continue on the analogy, like even if you have two aces and you go all in against two seven and you lose on two aces, there you go. Yeah. You still made the right move. Right. 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 Thanks for completing that. <laughs> circle no, for that's me. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. hundred percent. I think it's just an important thing because it's like, we get mad at ourselves for making the right moves all the time. And then it just doesn't play out our way. Exactly. Exactly. But that's it's, poker and that's life. That's life. You know, you got to just learn what you can, uh, and sometimes it's just bad luck, you know, and just chalk it up to bad luck and just show up the next day. Just keep showing up, you know, keep doing the right things. Yeah. But in poker, you like, you got to protect your ass by like not betting your entire house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the hard part. That's the hardest part about poker, protecting your ass. <laughs> yeah. Um, any situations like that in business, uh, in pizza that you can kind of relate to? Sure. I mean... Uh, just that mentality kind of followed me into business and like into starting this. It's like, I didn't put my house on the line. You know, I didn't put all my assets on the line to start this business. I like, I did it organically and kind of let the business feed itself um, before just risking all, you know, the stuff um, that's outside of the business. You know, that's, that's my life. You know, I'm not going to risk my, my future, my kids, uh, stuff when I don't need to, you know, I, I can build things slowly. I can make sure that it's viable. I can use the money and reinvest it and just don't take anything out of the business. Keep, let the, let the business feed itself and see how big it can get itself. Um, don't get caught up in like, oh, I need to invest this huge sum of money or, oh, I need to go borrow this money and do this and do that. Like be smart about it, you know, make smart bets. Mm, make smart bets. I like that. I like that. What what can people do to like make smarter bets uh, moving forward? Because I mean, make smart bets is great advice, but like maybe how how can people apply that in more practical terms? Um, test things out. You know, just always take action, do things, test things out, and analyze what happened. You know, and and be honest with yourself. Don't. You got to be your toughest critic and your biggest fan at the same time. But the honesty is the most important thing. So it's like if you're going to try a new pizza or try a new style, you know, test it out. Get other people's opinions, too, and, and, and see what they say, see what they think. And know that everybody's not going to be honest with you either. So you kind of got to, like, expand that circle as, as you're growing a business. You got to get get people in there who don't have anything invested in you and don't have any, um, any ties to you. And they're not worried about hurting your feelings, you know, and see if they come back. You know, that's, that's the biggest thing for me too, is like, if people keep coming back for the same thing, that that's a smart bet. Like that's, that's where you want to put your effort behind. That's, that's mm. kind of what I did with like choosing the style of pizza that I chose to focus on. Cause like, I love the New York rounds. Like I, I you know, people ask for them all the time, but people kept coming back for the, you know, they kept asking for the, the pan pizza. They're like, we've never had anything like this before. So I was like, all right, this is the smart bet. Like, let me go all in on this. And then I can, you know, 
add something else down the line, but let's, let's focus on this and, and, and build this business first. So mm, I love that. Yeah. I, I, it makes sense. And from a business perspective, it's like, you have to, I don't know. I was just talking to somebody, uh, about developing an online business the other day and, and she kind of put it this way. It's like throw things at the wall and find out what sticks. Sure. And then when that, when then when that one thing sticks, like get in there you never know man you never know like you think one thing's gonna work but and you think one thing's not gonna work at all and then it's it's the opposite you know so you just gotta keep acting keep keep trying things out you know see what sticks i feel that yeah i feel that um let's see here so there are like and see if you can give something that we haven't discussed but there are two questions that i make sure to always ask in the podcast right um what is one mistake that people can avoid in the pizza biz or sorry, in pizza business or life. Uh, don't try to make, don't try to please everybody. Um, if you try to please everybody, you're going to end up pleasing nobody. I mean, that's, you know, generic tried and true repeated advice, but really just focus on making a very small group of people super, super happy instead of trying to please everybody. Because if yeah. you try to please everybody, like then you start watering things down, you start editing and start doing this. It's like, no, go after like, for me, it was like, I'm a foodie. I love to eat food. I love, like I'll spend anything on food. Like I love to eat the best stuff. So it's like, I kind of like went that direction instead of like the commodity, like, oh, I'm going to make this, you know, $5 pizza. Like, and there's a lot of people out there like that. The majority of people aren't like that. I'd say like maybe 10, 20% of the people who live around here are like that, but you don't need a hundred percent of the population to grow a business. You just, you just need a small group of people that will be loyal to you and will kind of go to bat for you. And, and then it just kind of spreads from there too. Cause like once you get established with these people, then the people on the, like the general public, Oh yeah, let me, maybe I should go try this, you know, this weird pizza that I've been hearing about, or maybe I should try this, you know, some prosciutto on whatever, like they never heard of prosciutto before. So it's, <laughs> that was a very rambling answer, but <laughs> no, 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 you did. And I, I, I was going to say like, yeah, I mean, sometimes it, it, I was just laughing at the prosciutto thing. Like it, that, that is real. That's a real, uh, thing for people is that, you know, not everyone, eats fancy pizza right. like we do right. on a daily basis. And so it's it's new and you have to introduce it. Um, I guess my follow-up question to that is like, do you think that your immediate circle that follows you on social media also appreciates good quality food too? Because it seems like you were able to attract your clientele um, like pretty, I don't want to say easily, but it seemed like, you know, with a thousand person guest list, uh, you had your clientele right then and there. Yeah. I think, um, it just, they just kind of gravitated kind of naturally how social media works. Like people are in their circles and, you know, people who love food are friends with people who love food, you know, like, so that just kind of naturally happened. uh, Nothing special I did. I don't think I just kind of put some good pizza out there and it found the right people, I guess. Yeah. No. So, I mean, do you have advice for someone who hasn't found their target audience just yet? I would say know who it is, know who you want to target. And it doesn't have to be set in stone, but if you have a target, if you like, if you're, I'm making this pizza for this 
particular person. Which for me, it was like, it's me. I'm making this pizza for me. Like, if it's good enough for me, then it's going to be good enough for you know, other people who love food. And just really focus on that. Because if you can focus on pleasing one person, then you got a much better chance of pleasing, you know, a thousand people. When you try to please a thousand people, you're never going to, you're never going to please anybody, you know? I feel that. Yeah. If you're talking to everyone, you're talking to no one. Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. What um, what do you want to leave the audience with today? I'd say just put yourself out there, man, no matter what you're doing. Um, a gram of action is worth like a pound of preparation, a pound of, like a pound of thought. Like just just do stuff and you're going to get better at it. You know, just keep doing stuff like that's like I thought my pizza was good two years ago, like. Uh, now I'd be like, man, that's trash. Like, it's, not, it's not even good. Like, what are you doing? But like, you just got to do, you got to act. You got to, you got to get out there and do stuff and stop thinking about it so much. Just take action and put yourself out there. Don't be scared. You know, it's, it's just, in this case, it's just pizza. You know, nobody's, nobody's life's at risk here. Just. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, just keep, I like to overthink things too. But, oh, me too. Know, Believe me, man. I'm an overthinker, so <laughs> it's hard. It's hard, but you know it is. But once you it start is. doing stuff, like you just find out, you learn so much more by by actually doing it instead of just thinking about it. Yeah. Right. 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 No, seriously. It's like if I find myself YouTubing how to make 80% hydration dough, I still don't know how to make it until right. I actually build it out myself and make those mistakes yeah. and even then i still won't know but i'm one step closer to knowing 100 100 percent, man yeah action right take action i love it adam this was fun man yeah man thanks for having me Adriff. It's it's great it's awesome thank you um anything we missed that we didn't cover uh that you want to throw in there that i can edit in uh not that i can think of man just you know pizza pie on instagram give us a follow check us out um seeing you in boston was cool man you need you need to redo you need to redo on uh the portnoy story man (laughs) (laughs) golden opportunity missed there golden opportunity i I, I know how that feels and you're just like shit what the hell was i thinking Mm. you know but yeah it'll happen again Uh, next time next time yeah right i'll be ready next time yeah you'll be ready All right. Thanks for having me on, dude. Appreciate it. Oh, it's great. Appreciate you. Tell her and I say hi and good luck with the move. I will, man. Thanks, dude. Talk. Dude, every every time I say your name, I like want to say Taylor. <laughs> Taylor Swift. Tell Tay-Tay. I said late. I love that. All right. You two be good. I'll see you guys. Let me know if you end up going to Chicago. Yeah, I think we're planning on it. Yeah, we'll hit you up for sure. That'll be fun, Hook man. Hook me up with a frozen pie, man. Oh, I will. What do you want? What, what do you want to try? Look at the menu. Just pick whatever you want. Okay. Yeah. No, we'll find somebody to bake it in their oven over there. Yeah, like, hey, I got these pizzas, man. Can you, <laughs> Can you hook me up? Hook me up, please. Come on, Steve. You the hungry hound, man. Hook me up, dude. I got one for you, too. Oh, uh, there you go. We'll feed Steve. Uh, yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Cool. For sure, dude. All right, dude. All right, man. Have a good day. Take it easy, dude. Peace. See ya. Adam brother thank you so so much for sharing your knowledge of pizza business and life 
You have some great lessons in all three. I hope to hang out with you and Lauren, a.k.a. Tay-Tay, again in the very near future. And, of course, I can't wait to see your pizza journey continue. To you, the listener, let's go! Please make sure to follow Adam at Pizza Paya. Link to that will be in the show notes and make sure to show him some love over there. Come on. Also, don't forget, it is the summertime. Make sure to sign up for Pizza Yoli Pop-Up. You can make pizza for your local community and raise money to fight food insecurity. And who knows, if you sign up for this and give away free pizza, you never know who you'll meet. You might meet your future business partner like Adam did. So make sure to sign up for that. Link to get more information will be in the show notes. I appreciate you. I love you. Till next time. Peace.